This is Jamie J, host of Stop Riding the Pine, and you are listening to Dear Friends and Family with your host, Patty and Lex. And now, live from ID Studios in Tucson, Arizona, it's... Dear Friends and Family. 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 Dear Friends and Family, how are you? Dear Friends and Family, welcome to session 19. Woohoo! <laughs> I am currently in the studio on my own. Yes, it does happen every now and then. Lex is in bed where he should be. So today we have one of the most inspiring, touching, and wowing interviews we have ever done. We had the opportunity to interview Mark Gentle, who wrote an incredible song about his son who had to go through having a congenital heart defect and having multiple open heart surgeries. So with that, I would really love for you to just enjoy the show. Okay, dear friends and family listeners, it's that time where we remind you to head over to studioids.com and sign up for our email list. You will receive all of the latest updates, releases, and information about our studio. Also, wherever you are listening, from whether it be iTunes or SoundCloud, please give us a comment, a like, and a share. Thank you for supporting our endeavor to open minds one show at a time. Take it away, Patty and Lex. Hey, Mark. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Hey, we're doing great. So tell us a little bit about yourself, good sir. So my name is Mark Gentle, and I live in Maine with my family. Uh, We live in the Western Mountains. We have three children. Our son Carter, who is seven, was born with a congenital heart defect. This is how I heard about you. I was walking through my bedroom, (laughs) and I heard this amazing music. And I was like, who is this? And... Lex, like, it's Mark Gentle, and he wrote this song for his son, and we sat down and we listened. It was so beautiful. It I wanted, was, yeah. I, I just want to tell you, your music is amazing. Well, I really appreciate that. I, I really do. That was a song that's very, very special to me. I've written a lot of songs in my lifetime, and, you know, there's not one that compares to that song. You know how that song came about? It was kind of crazy. A couple of years after Carter was born... You know, after all these open heart surgeries and and heart caths and stuff like that that he had to have, I just happened to sit down at the kitchen table with my guitar, just kind of reflecting on all the events that had taken place, and I just started singing. To be honest with you, between my wife Sarah and I, it took probably 20 minutes to write the song from start to finish. Nice. And uh, it's one of those songs that it just tugs at your heartstrings, no matter if you've been in that situation or not. You know, it's something that the CHD community has really grasped a hold of, and uh, it's kind of the anthem for congenital heart disease. It makes me really proud, not only myself, but, it. you know, when my son hears it, you know, he just beams with pride to know mm-hmm. that that song was written about him and how many people it's actually touched. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten over 300,000 views on YouTube. When Patty was walking through the room listening to the song, I was holding back tears because yeah, I was like, it's, beautiful. it's just a great song. And you're I right. I would really love to take a minute and let our listeners listen to the song. Is that okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. 
I remember the day my little boy was born and our world fell all apart. I spent a lot of time with my ear pressed tight listening to that little heart. When the doctor came, he said it's time to go for oh, the heartache that I felt. Lord, you can't take this child of mine with the cards that you just dealt. So I hit my knees and I held your hand. Said, Lord, won't you please, please understand? He's my precious boy, my pride and joy. The pain that we share is too hard to bear. I beg you this time, take care of my son. Don't take him from me. He's my only one. A couple years went by, I think we're going good. For the joy he brought us all. Turns out he's just the same as any kid. And he sure can throw a ball. When we got the news, we both began to cry. He was still so very small. They told us they would take good care of him and it would happen late this fall. So I hit my knees and I held your hand. Lord, won't you please, please understand. He's my precious boy, my pride and joy, the pain and we share is too hard to bear I ask you this time take care of my son don't take him from me he's my only one now here we are praying for the best wondering what this world will bring some days we find it hard to rest so afraid of everything Know his heart is resting in your hands You'll protect him from above I think he'll turn out to be quite the man With the guidance of our love Well the truth is that I'm crazy about him And don't know what to do So I ask you Lord with open arms and I speak these words to you. He'll hit his knees. He'll hold your hand. Lord, won't you please help him understand? He's my precious boy, my pride and joy. The pain that we share is too hard to bear. I'm begging you this time, take care of my son. Don't take him from me, cause he's my only one. I know how you feel. He's my only one
I wanted to get that in there at the beginning. Yeah, it's such a great absolutely. song. Absolutely. It's such a wait. beautiful song. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. The video that you saw was the original. That was actually the first video that I did in my recording studio. So I wasn't really uh, familiar with all the things that I had to do. <laughs> he wasn't that great. So I re-uploaded to YouTube in high def with another video. Same video. I just re-uploaded it mm-hmm. in 1080 or whatever it was. Right. Nice. And uh, that video has gotten like 150,000. So I'm up to like, I don't know, 460 or 70,000 combined. That's awesome. Almost a half a million views. Yeah, it's kind of mind-blowing, really. Yeah. So where can people go to check you out and your other music? I'm on Reverb Nation. It's uh, www.reverbnation.com slash Mark Gentle, Mark Gentle Music on Facebook. I've also started a duo with one of my good friends. His name's Bobby Johnson. And we've got a page on Facebook for that as well. I've seen um, that. So, yeah, I mean, you can check out all my links, markgentlemusic.com, and that'll direct you to pretty much everything that we do. Awesome. That is awesome. So com is your website? Yep. Awesome. Yep. It's G-E-N-T-L-E, just like it sounds. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit of what brings you on to our show? Congenital heart defects is something that's very close to myself and my family and a tremendous amount of our friends. Basically, what a CHD is, is it's a problem with the heart structure that are present from birth. It can be a hole in the, in the wall of the heart, narrowed or leaky valves. There's like 40 different congenital heart defects at the moment that children are actually diagnosed with. There's just not enough awareness. Awareness is key. It lacks so much that I've taken it upon myself and with a number of other people. You know, my priority is to spread awareness the most common birth defect in the United States. Yeah, 1% of childbirths are affected by CHD, which equates to 40,000 infants are born each year with a congenital heart defect. So Mark, why don't you tell our audience how this journey started for you? My wife went into labor and, you know, all was well. We'd had all the pregnancy checks and 3 and 4D ultrasounds and all this right. stuff that they do and everything <laughs> looked perfect you know so we were excited carter's our first son we've got two daughters as a dad that first boy is a really special thing to me i wanted oh, to have yeah. a boy she went into labor and the labor went well pregnancy was great took about 45 minutes really for carter to be born wow. oh, nice, nice. first kid and, even what a trooper um, when he was born things looked great there were no problems he was healthy The day after, they were getting ready to discharge us from the hospital. The doctor came in and gave him a a listen. He heard a heart murmur, you know, and he told us, he said, it's not really that big of a deal. Most children have a heart murmur. Sometimes it just takes a little longer for that that hole to close up. But he ordered some oxygen saturation levels just to make sure. When the nurse came in to check his O2 sats, her face went white. Oh, no. And uh, his oxygen levels were like 58 Wow. You know, most people know that that's supposed to be 100%. Yeah. They're close to it. She instantly looked at me and said, I got to get him to the nursery now. To us, it's like, oh, they're just going to give him a little bit of oxygen and send us on our way. We're literally discharged from the hospital with our bags packed, ready to take him home. You know, after examining him, they did uh, some ultrasounds and an echocardiogram and stuff like that. The doctor came to me and he said, listen, he said, we've got 
the professionals coming from Barbara Bush Children's Hospital to pick him up. Oh. And it's looking <laughs> like your son's going to need open-heart surgery. Oh, my God. And that was just devastating. It was the worst news I've ever gotten in my life. It plays with your head so much because they had they were just sending you home and they were just everything was okay, right? Like, and, exactly. And so you have that you know you're you're in this moment of like we're going home, we're starting our family, and then all of a sudden, exactly, I was just ripped out from underneath of us. Wow. People hear all the time about people having open heart surgery. It's scary as hell. I mean, whether it happens to your parents, to your grandmother, or whatever, you're terrified. Yeah. But I can tell you right now from experience that when you get that news about your two-day-old infant son, it's unbelievable. It's it's indescribable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they came and they picked him up. They have a unit called Angel One Unit, which is in Portland, Maine, at Barbara Bush Children's Hospital. There were six people that came with him. They hooked him up to all these pumps and machines. And the last thing that I really remember about that entire conversation was the ambulance driver came over to me and he told me we're taking your son code three which means light sirens in the whole nine yards oh wow and we want you to wait 20 minutes here at the hospital before you leave you know i mean neither one of us could ride with him what bet, well, yeah, yeah we they could had... ride with him there just wasn't enough room they had that yeah, many they had people oh, working on God, him immediately crazy he told me to wait 20 minutes he said you know we're running stop signs we're running red lights you know, your son is in dire need to get down there and, and get there fast. Of course, to me, it's like, it's just the whole thing is just completely devastating. I can't even wrap my head around what's going on. We left, as we were instructed, we waited 20 minutes and left, and we left the hospital with pretty much what we had on our backs. I bet that was the longest 20 minutes of your life. Yeah, in the ride to Portland from where we live is uh, about two hours. It was a pretty hairy ride, to say the least. I bet. And when we got there, they had him in incubator in the NICU unit. Mm-hmm. And we were approached by several cardiologists. We met with a surgeon. I mean, they're just unbelievable people at Barbara Bush Children's Hospital. They're, it's a class act down there. They drew out everything that was wrong. They told us that our son was born with something called transposition of the great arteries, which basically is the two main arteries coming out of the heart are reversed. Whoa. Blood is pumping the wrong way wow. through the body. How does that happen? Is that genetic? They can't tell us Maybe. how it happened. It's one of those things. There's there's no known cause for congenital heart defects. Wow. It's crazy. The statistics are staggering. However, you know, when you think about the fact that they, they can't pinpoint why this happens, right. it's just unbelievable. How many surgeries has your son undergone? Carter has had five open-heart surgeries. Oh, um, wow. seven. Several heart caths, three pacemaker surgeries. He's up over 12 at this point. Wow. 12 surgeries since birth. So how does this affect you today on a day-to-day basis? Like, is he a normal little boy now, or are you guys still having to deal with the leftovers, the remnants? A child with CHD, they always need maintenance. Mm-hmm. For the, the remainder of their life, they'll mm-hmm. always need maintenance and surgeries, you know, because what happens is these kids grow. One of the things that happened with Carter is he developed a leaky aortic valve, and as he grows, that valve stretches. So it starts to leak more and more. And one day, 
it's okay, the numbers are okay, he can live with it just perfectly fine. A month later, when you go to have another checkup with a cardiologist, that number has progressively gotten to the point where they're not comfortable right. letting it go anymore. So th at that point, they went in and they fixed his aortic valve. When they were in there, they found out that he was born with something called a bicuspid instead of a tricuspid valve, which basically there's three flaps inside the valve yeah. that open and close. Once the blood pumps out of the heart, those flaps close so the blood can't get back into the heart. His only had two flaps. So if you can kind of imagine yeah, a three-leaf that... clover that's missing a, a leaf, that's basically what the inside of his valve looked like. So mm. when blood would pump out, blood was regurgitating back into the heart and wow. causing his heart to enlarge. Wow. So they went in and they created a leaflet with some tissue that they got from another spot in the heart. It worked great. He was feeling pretty good. That ended up not holding up. So at that point, what they did is they put in a mechanical aortic valve. So he's got a mechanical valve, which requires Coumadin. And back to your question about how it affects our everyday life, it's scary when anybody's on Coumadin. You know, Coumadin is a pretty dangerous blood thinner. Okay. I'm sure you've seen elderly people that are covered in dark purple bruises and right. stuff like that. That's right. usually a sign that they're on blood thinners. Right. But when you're talking about a seven-year-old boy that thinks he's going to be on American Ninja Warrior, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thought of him being on Coumadin, right? you know, yeah. a lot of us, to be honest with you. I mean, it, when they told us that he was going to have to be on Coumadin, I said, oh, my God, I just shook my head. I didn't know what to do. I know. I have and, a seven-year-old uh, boy. I know what they're like. They're insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he flips off the highest spot he can find. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. everything is about burnouts and oh, yeah. Yeah. how yeah. much rubber he can burn off the back of his four-wheeler or his <laughs> whatever. So the first thought that went through my head is, oh, my God, this is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. And, you know, it took a lot of talking to Carter and letting him know what his limits are and what the ramifications of, if, if he hits his head hard, we're going in the ambulance. You know, right. it's that big of a deal. They worry about bleed and internal bleeding and all that stuff when you're on Coumadin. The valve that he has requires his blood to be thin. As he's playing around, how how does he deal with this as far as knowing those restrictions? Is he good about keeping that? Or, we doubt it. Like, I'm, really? I'm just curious. <laughs> like, really. He really doesn't <laughs> care about his limits. I mean, I don't really want to have to make my child walk around with a helmet <laughs> right. Everywhere we go, right. you have to let him be a kid. When I see him climbing to 20 feet up a tree, I give him hell and say, Carter, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. Get out right now. Right, but, but I would say that to my kid. What's that? Yeah, I would say that to my kid. So well, Of course, right. <laughs> I mean, Carter's Carter. He's always been the way that he is. He's crazy. He doesn't seem to have any fear. And <laughs> that makes it tough. For us as parents, it doesn't make it tough for him. He loves it, but, you know, he doesn't care that his father's already have a stroke because he's going to be a injury. I got to let him be a kid. He's yeah. been through so much in his short life that he just can't restrict his everyday activities. You know, the one thing they did say, he won't ever play real physical sports. He's not going to play football, and he's probably not going to play soccer, and probably not mm -hmm. even basketball. There are a lot of things that he can do. He really, really enjoys music. Nice. He sings all day. He plays his guitar all day. That's pretty much his 
choice when it comes to getting out of school and the first thing he picks up it's usually his guitar that's and, awesome uh, so i mean that kind of makes me happy you know of course yeah. that's a proud and dad right there really can write a song and the first 10 times i sing the song i have to look at my lyric sheet carter can hear it one time and he'll be singing it back to me he's like dad you sung that song wrong i'm like what are you talking about that's my song i wrote that it's funny it's, it's pretty cool that's awesome Look at Carter, you'd never know that there was anything wrong with him. Until he pulls his shirt up, right? Uh, you'd never know. That's I mean, I don't awesome. know if you guys saw the post that went viral. I did. I did see that one picture that he had his shirt off and there was the scars mm-hmm. of the open heart surgery. So Yeah, I mean, the kid's littered with scars, you know, but yeah. it's one of those things that until he's got his shirt off, you, you'd never know. To look at him, watch him play, you'd never know that he's been through as much as he has. So That's awesome. That is amazing. Hi everyone, I just wanted to take a quick minute to tell you a little bit about something that I just found. Now, as a lot of you guys know, can't really move, I can't really do a lot of things. Holding a book is not that easy for me. What's the answer? The answer is Audible. Now, guys, I'm sharing this with you because I actually really like the service. Like, I really am getting something out of it. Now, you can sign up for free at our website at studioids.com and check them out for 30 days for free you get two free books that you can listen to and if you want to you can continue from there and only pay $14.95 I think that's a good deal if you guys would like to check it out go to studioids.com and check out the link at the bottom of the page thanks guys kind of resources would you like to give our listeners to you know because you're here advocating for children with congenitive heart disease so what kind of resources would you like people to pay attention to there's a tremendous amount of resources out there if you guys don't mind one organization that i'd like to talk about real quick is i'm very very close with the owners absolutely heart heroes heart heroes swooped me under their wing and brought me on to do some work for them and They've done a lot for us. Basically what Heart Heroes is, and to check them out, you can go to heartheroes.org. In a nutshell, what Heart Heroes does is they provide custom superhero capes for any child that has CHD. No way. Love it. Amazing. I mean, what they do, what these capes do for these kids is astounding. To put one of these capes that is their own, and I mean, these capes are absolutely beautiful silk capes the child picks out the logo you know whether it's a lightning bolt or a heart on the back they put their name on the they put their initial on the back inside the logo they pick the color of the cape the color of the logo the color of the letter i mean they're involved through this entire thing and then they get this thing in the mail it just does something for them to think that they can put this superhero cape on when they're getting ready to go in for an open heart surgery they just feel it gives them superpowers. It, it does. Yeah, totally. It does give them superpowers. That, that is, is the most incredible thing I've heard. I love it. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's amazing to get on their site and to see all these pictures of little children holding the doctor or the surgeon's hand as they're walking away in this little cape kind of blown behind them. And <laughs> in that Aww. moment, they don't have any cares in the world. But we know as adults what they're getting ready to endure. Yeah. And I think that's what's so magical about it, you know? 
Well, it gives them yeah. that confidence. confidence. Like it just, you know, it makes them feel like everything is going to be okay. Exactly. I love this. This is yeah, amazing. Yeah, and they do superhero heart runs all over the United States. They're just getting ready to uh, kick off one in Omaha, Nebraska. I mean, they have 2,000 people registered for this 5K or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And when you run in this 5K, you get a superhero cape. Nice. So if you can imagine what that would look like when 2,000 people hear the shot and start off the starting line, all these people with capes on running for the same cause. I mean, just imagine what that awesome. would look like. It's, yeah. you know, it's unbelievable. Oh, man, that is so cool. I love it. I was hoping you could tell us how this has shaped you as a father. To be honest with you, how this has shaped me as a father is it's made me realize just how precious life is. You don't ever want to take a day for granted. You know, things could be fine one day, and the next minute, they could be gone. You just never know. There's a lot of people in that situation, but there's also a lot of people that have never had to endure things like this. When you talk about the fact that one in 110 babies are born with this, it can happen to you. Yeah. I always said to myself, I said, you know, you hear about it, but that could never happen to me. That could never happen to my family. Honestly, it's one of those things where it's easier not to think about it than it is to think about it because it's too painful for some people. Right, exactly. But when you have to think about it, you you have no choice. So, I mean, we've taken it kind of a next step further, and that's the biggest thing is we're just trying to spread awareness Heck so that yeah. people understand just how huge this is. I love the fact that you still remain so positive over all this craziness that you're having to deal with. You have to. I mean, it, people ask me all the time, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a choice. I mean, <laughs> you just do it, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when the surgeon comes in and tells you, you know, your son's going to die if we don't do this open heart surgery, I'm sure as hell not going to turn around and walk out and say, oh, well, we, you know, we just can't go through this. You have to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, when your child's life is in the balance, you, you got no choice. This is your normal, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And that's just it. And I think it's kind of strange to people because sometimes people approach me and it's almost like they don't want to ask me about it. My son have an open heart surgery. Obviously, it's a very huge thing to me, but we've lived through it so many times that I've just taken it upon myself to educate myself as much as I can, know as much about my son's condition as I can, and try to educate other people. I have a question for you. So yeah. obviously he's had 12 open heart surgeries. Five open five. heart surgeries. Five, he's sorry. had a lot of other heart casts. Okay. Three pacemaker surgeries. Five of them have been open heart. Every surgery you go into, are you nervous every single time or are you starting to get a little desensitized on? Terrified. Terrified every single time, yeah. Every single time. The worst moment through the entire thing is when anesthesia comes in and gets him all prepped. What generally happens is, and I'm sure that a lot of other CHD families that are listening to this will agree with me. What happens is they wheel him out of the room. They allow myself and my wife to go with him. And usually they wheel him onto the elevator. The operating room is actually on the bottom floor of the hospital. When that elevator goes down and you're looking at your son wondering if that may be the last time you ever get to see your child again, 
Yeah. It does something to you. Yeah, absolutely. And when that elevator door opens and you're basically in the OR, they wheel your child off and that elevator door closes behind you. Mm. It's really, really hard to explain the emotions that you have, but the best way I can explain it is to anybody that's ever been knocked unconscious, you get the sense that your vision just is completely closing in on you. Yeah. And that's what I'm reminded of every time that elevator door closes. God. Being knocked Until out. Until it's closed yeah. all the way. And it, you know, it's scary. It's yeah. very scary. Absolutely. It's not only scary for us as parents, but it's scary for the child too, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And the doctors are great about trying to make the child as comfortable as they can. And luckily these days there's a lot of medicine that can make a child not even remember what happened. That's great. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you a funny little story. Okay. About this medicine. There's a medicine called Versid. What Versid does is it basically gives you the effect of being drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So, and, and you'll laugh about this when I tell you. We were getting ready for one of Carter's open-heart surgeries, and he was really, really anxious. I mean, he cried for like two hours before. He was mm. just terrified uh. the fact that he had to have another open-heart surgery. So I told the doctor, I said, listen, I said, you've got to get him something to calm him down because the last thing we want when we're trying to spend, you know, the last hour before he goes in for open-heart surgery is him screaming on our laps. Yeah. We want him to be comfortable, and we want to enjoy that time with him, have his mood be mellow. So the doctor comes in, and they gave him this stuff called Versid. And Carter was sitting on my lap in a Lazy Boy recliner in the prep room. And there's this huge mirror beside us, right to our right. I could tell that the medicine was kind of starting to kick in. His head was kind of getting wobbly, and he was laughing for no reason. And he happened to turn to the right, and he looks in the mirror and sees his reflection looking back at him. And the first words out of his mouth, after he stopped laughing, was, Daddy, my friend came to see me before I went in for surgery. (laughs) (laughs) He was looking at his own reflection. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, believe it or not, that's actually one of the highlights. I always think about that. Anytime I think about his surgeries, that's That's one of the things that I think about. That is so cool. Yep. How has this affected your marriage? Yes. It's made us incredibly strong. Awesome. You know, my wife, Sarah, and I, we're two peas in a pod. We're very, very Mm -hmm. close. To be honest with you, this has just brought us closer. If there's anything that's good come out of this, it's that. We have to be strong for one another. Absolutely. Because there's going to be times that that she's not able to be strong, and she has to lean on me. And there's going to be times that I'm definitely not strong, and I'm leaning on her. Yep. I mean, it's just really, it's made our entire family so much stronger. I love it. I love it. I mean, because when you get into these situations, you know, there are times where people can't handle it. They'll break and they'll take off or something. And, you know, I'm like this split up a lot of marriages. Yeah, yeah, they really do. And so the fact that you guys came together, that's huge. I mean, that's awesome. And that says a lot about you guys. And I give you guys mad props for it. I appreciate it very much. As far as we're concerned, we have no other choice. I mean, we're stuck with one another for the rest of our lives, and I'm not going anywhere, and she's not going anywhere. So we might as well make the best of life and keep on the way we are, you know? That's awesome. We need to be here for our children, and that's pretty much it, you know? What could you say to somebody who's just starting to experience this? Like, now you've been experiencing this for seven years. What advice would you give someone who is just starting this kind of journey? You know, as scary as it is, the 
can do is to have faith in the medicine and the doctors that we have these days. 25% of children born with CHD will require invasive surgery to fix it. Like I said before, it, it's scary as hell, that word open-heart surgery. It's just yeah. traumatizing. But medicine's come a long ways. This is a standard practice for these guys. To be completely honest with you, Carter can go in for an open-heart surgery, and there's been times that we were released in three or four days. Wow. 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 And he's home a week and a half later doing flips on the couch. That's crazy. Wow. That's Literally, awesome. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable what they're able to do for these kids. Just simple things like the dressing that they use on the incision site afterwards. It used to be back in the day when a child had open heart surgery. I mean, they had all these big gnarly staples hanging yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Scar looks like a big zipper. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's nothing like that now. It's unbelievable how far medicine has come. If Carter was born in the 80s, they've told us that he wouldn't have lived. Wow. See, I want to take you back even further, man. My grandmother was one of the first people to have open heart surgery, and she had a giant Y scar on her back because they didn't even know that they could go through the chest bone. Yep. So... She like she was one of the original people to have a heart defect as a child. No kidding. Cured through surgery. Yeah, it was pretty crazy to see <laughs> that giant scar on her back. I know it. And there are still surgeries that they will go through the back. Obviously, the, the incisions are nothing like that. Um, yeah. Right. They can actually go through the ribs, too. I've seen some fixes that they've had to go through between the ribs, which is a, a great alternative if they can make that work. Yeah. Um, rather than going through the sternum. But yeah, overall, medicine's just come, uh, it's crazy how far it's come. Yeah. We're lucky to have a son born in this day and age. It's actually refreshing to hear someone say the positives of medicine. I mean, there we, we talk to so many people with chronic illness, and so many of them have such frustrating experiences, you know, and so it's nice that at least when it comes to pediatrics and the heart stuff that we've come a long way. Mind you, I said medicine and doctors, not insurance companies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of those, like, no comment. Yeah, no comment. Different can of worms. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mark, thank you so much for being on our show. I am so excited to share your music with our listeners. It's really a beautiful thing. Keep up the good work. Yeah. I appreciate it very much. It's been a lot of fun, and I'm really happy that you guys wanted to have me on. And, you know, thank you very much. And now, our hero of the week. There are a couple of heroes that instantly come to mind. First one being my son Carter, for a child to go through what he's gone through and keep the positive attitude that he's had, always have a smile on his face. It's just astounding. And to think that I can call him my son, it just blows my mind and makes me very proud. The next person that that I consider my hero is his heart surgeon, Dr. Reed Quinn, works at Maine Medical Center. The man is just unbelievable. What he's able to do for these children that don't have a chance, it, it's crazy. So those, I guess, are my two heroes. Our heroes. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> so if you have somebody in your life, if you are struggling through a really hard time, 
and somebody just sort of stepped in and saved your day. Saved your butt. (laughs) (laughs) We want to hear about that person. Send us your messages and maybe your hero will be recognized on our show. Well, my dear friends and family, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you got as much out of our conversation with Mark as we did. Please check out heartheroes.org and support them in any way that you can. Also, check out lovethefam.com and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. This week's review comes from Larry Hagner. Outstanding content. This show gives great strategies for anyone who is suffering with chronic illness. The show is empathetic, real, and inspirational. There are minimal resources for those of us who are affected by a chronic ailment, but this show breaks the mold. I love the content and the hosts are truly fun to listen to. Thank you, Larry Hagner from The Good Dad Project. You can check out his podcast on iTunes. And with that, sincerely, Patty and Lex from afar.